Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up with some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel and I missed all the music. Rachel, we're here for another episode. Hi, yay! Hi, I am so excited to ask you this week's, like, tangentially related get to know you question though you have known me like for uh 12 13 17 25 years (laughs) well so my question is I know you used to live Mm -hmm. in Europe and I wanted to know if you had ever been to Munich no oh no I was I was hoping you would say yes and have a cool story to I share. I know. Honestly, Munich and Berlin were two German um, cities that I really, 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 really wanted to put on my list. And it just never happened because, yeah. But I do have actually from an actual piece of um, the Berlin Wall. So that That's is cool. cool. I got to see a piece of it when I went to the now closed museum Mm. in Washington, D.C. Well, it's closed for a reason to keep everyone healthy and safe. No, it's closed because it closed before the whole pandemic. Never mind. I take that. (laughs) (laughs) I was really sad because it was such a cool museum. That is cool. I've seen a big portion of the rock, the part of the um, wall. I only have a little portion Mm -hmm. because I'm not allowed to have the whole portion. Because honestly, I don't know where I'd put it in my house. Where would you put the Berlin Wall <laughs> if you could fit it in your house? Uh, um, yeah. Munich, though. <laughs> Munich. Are we talking about mm-hmm. balloons? We are not talking about balloons. Because there's a German song about balloons. There is. 99 Luft mm-hmm. balloons. But that is not what we are talking about today. Munich. Although... Mm-hmm. This week's band is from... Oh, that's cool. I like that. I know. That's why I was so excited. And then to hear you hadn't been there, I was like, oh, well. Rachel just ruined it. (laughs) Okay. You didn't ruin it. It just makes it a shorter conversation. More time for talking about the band later. Okay, so are we going to do the band uh, um, reveal? Yeah, we'll do like a little pseudo drum roll. Millie Vanilli. Oh my goodness. Is all of season five something I don't know? Like, all of this show is something you don't no, know. No, but like, I don't know this at all. Like, I've never heard the word. You've never heard the word Millie nope. Vanilli? I've never heard. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh my before. God. All really? of season five so far is something I've never, ever heard in my entire life. That's amazing. Okay. Well, I will I will just read you a couple of their songs, but just to check, but considering you have never ever 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 heard those words before, I have a feeling that it's not going to matter. Nope. <laughs> okay. Just shout if you've heard of any of these songs. I mean, I find that impossible, but um, all or nothing. That's fast. Okay. <laughs> There's no reason to do this. Blame, <laughs> girl. I'm gonna miss you. I'll miss you too, Allison. Nope, pass. <laughs> girl, you know it's true. You don't know any of these. It is so true. <laughs> okay. Well, that's super exciting. So, on a scale of one to ten. There is no zero. Where would you rate your current knowledge of mega pop stars Millie Vanilli? Mega? <laughs> Wait. She. All right. So would that be a would that be a one? Yes, it'd be a one. Is it a she or is it a band? So here's the thing. I am not going to tell you anything else about this okay. artist. I am going to let our. I'm going to give you the playlist on Spotify. Let you listen to it. And I'm going to let our special guest host tell you 
all about it when he comes. It's it's my friend Vaughn. Oh, that's so cool. I've heard so much about Vaughn. And plus, I've met him a few times. He is so excited when I asked him to do this show. This was the group at the top of his list. That's so cool. I can't believe I've never heard of them. Well, you're about to learn a lot. So you can listen to the playlist by going to Spotify, colon, user, colon, music she missed. missed. (laughs) Listen every day for an hour. And then I'm going to come back, tell you all about what I've learned, ask questions, give you comments, tell you about my faves and unfaves, and then give my final rating. Did I like them? From one ten. Exactly. So, um, audience, we'll be back with you in just a moment. Rachel, we'll be back here with Vaughn. Here we go. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to the super famous band, Millie Vanilli. How'd it go? I did. It went good. It was very different than what I was expecting. (laughs) Okay, well, before you elaborate more on that, I would like to take a minute to introduce our awesome guest host for the week, my friend Vaughn. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hi, Vaughn. Thanks so much for being here. I'm happy to be here. I really appreciate it. You know, Rachel, I approached Vaughn, I don't know, a year ago. That about, right. wow. <laughs> about being on the show and um in the end we set he had a bunch of ideas and in the end this was the one he really wanted to do and so I was nervous about it but now I'm really excited about it <laughs> well I'm excited too I'm glad we're doing this yeah yeah it's good to, good to meet you Rachel Thank you, Vaughn. I'm so glad that you made the playlist and you're here tonight and you're chatting with us. To answer all of her questions. Every <laughs> single <laughs> last one. Yes. So, Rachel, you had you had a good week. You said it was good. It was different. Yes. What are your initial thoughts? So, a lot of it was I didn't understand what I was listening to at first. I really was expecting something different. What were you Uh, expecting? Yeah, what were you expecting? Honestly, I was thinking of something more pop-ish and a little bit less, I don't know, rap. And I don't know what, I don't know. Was it techno? I don't know what they were doing. Are you asking what, what you would, what the genre of this is? Yes. Okay. I don't know what I was doing and what I was listening to. Vaughn, how would you describe Millie Vanilli? So Millie Vanilli's genre would classify as R&B. But at the time, a lot of music was coming out. So I think they tried to dabble in a little bit of everything. Kind of, uh, I think for me, the album tried to have a little bit of everything from that genre. So, but they are classified as R&B. R&B. Have we done anything else other than that's R&B? Yeah, it's such a broad category. I mean, Alicia Keys fits in that category, right? There's a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because the album has kind of that more ballad kind of love song, but it's got some dance hits, and it's got, to me, what seemed a little bit of kind of throwbacks. Yeah. 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 So, like, R&B and hip-hop, they have... They're kind of synonymous. Some of them flow back and forth. So you might have an R&B album, but has some hip hop elements like rap and they'll rap in it. And you'll also have some rap albums that will have some R&B with some ballads. So they they kind of intermingle. They're very they're like close cousins, close cousins. I like cousins. Cousins are cool. Cousins are cool. They're like like siblings you don't have to live with. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good question, Rachel. What what else kind of popped up? Because I think it's funny that you were like, I'm not sure what to think because I didn't know what it was instead of just listening to it. Well, I listened to it, but usually by the, at least the first day, I'm able to say, oh, okay, so this is Johnny Cash and this is country. But I was like, what is this? 
Okay. Um, I didn't even know if I was listening to 80s, 90s, current. It was something that I was just quite confused by. Yeah. <laughs> so you're... That's really good <laughs> You're hitting it on the <laughs> head in terms of um, the years. Oh, cool. I was right for once. That's actually, that's a good time to jump into a little bit of the history. So Millie Vanilli is actually a, it's a group of two men, um, Rob and Fab. They're, they're from uh, Germany, France, oh. from Munich. They're from, they're from Munich. So this is a, I guess this would be a, uh, an overseas band that has come across the pond and made a name for themselves. Really? Uh, they originated in 1988 is when they when they formed and they kind of from 88 through the early 90s um, is when they put up the majority of their music. So like their genre is very it's it's R&B. Um, some might call it funk dance. They're I guess they're trying to cover the genre, <laughs> cover the cover the gamut of uh, I guess they figured since they're coming here to the U.S. have as many fans as they possibly ha- can. Hence the music list that you heard, which had a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah. So, so with them being international, did they initially sing these songs in German? Uh, right? I don't think so. I know they have French versions, um, oh. but, I, but I know some of the songs that they originally sang, um, they did remake, but I don't think all of them were bilingual. Hmm. That's kind of cool. I what are some of your other questions that you had, Rachel, kind of just out of the gate? So um, another question that I had was, so there are two guys, Millie Vanilli. Is, mm-hmm. Where did they come up with that name? I don't exactly know where they came up with the name, um, but they also did some modeling. So <laughs> I don't know if that was like their stage names. And when they decided to make this group, they went with the name Millie Vanilli. Um, I don't know if you've seen any pictures of them, um, but just to kind of give you an idea of what they look like, they're two African-American guys, um, really good looking, uh, thin, um, fit, cut. Back then they wore like braids or like long, I don't want to call them dreads because they weren't dreadlocks, but they were really long, elaborate braids, like tightly um, woven braids. And they wore like oversized shoulder pads, suits with, neon colors and they wore like biker shorts with that and like doc <laughs> martin boots and sometimes hats they were very kind of trendy out there and very yes very trendy very very showy um you can see that picture a picture of them rachel on the cover of the album on the playlist yes, that Spotify. very good looking people yes <laughs> they are and just they very, they look very cool. <laughs> I have, I have a picture that I can show you. Unfortunately, people that are not with us can't see it, but I can show you a picture if you'd like to see it. Yeah, yeah we can post me. it. We can post it on our Facebook page for people to check out later too. So here's a picture of them. <gasps> You're standing with them. Hey guys. <laughs> You're so cool, Bob. Okay, which oh one? Which one is Rob? Yeah, right. which one's Rob? The one with the bandana? Um, yes, I believe so. All right. So Fab's got my vote. I'm just saying. So their, their names are Millie Vanilli is the name of the band, but their names are Rob and Fab and it's, they're abbreviated. So it's Rob Philotus. I can't really pronounce it because I don't speak German. And Fabrice Morvin are their actual names. And, um, Millie Vanilli is just the group's name i don't think any one of them went as millie or vanilli so kind of like hootie and the blowfish where you know his name is not hootie that's another um, band that rachel look at her, look at her face that's another she doesn't know okay. <laughs> she doesn't so, know so so millie vanilli there are two of them but they're together they're called millie vanilli one is not millie and the other is vanilli their their names are wrong oh, they, they didn't like separate and it's now like justin timberlake not in sync and no. it just pulled out an album up just called Millie. Yeah, so their so their group so their group name together is Millie Vanilli. And they so always have to be together. Have yeah, they always been together? And has it always been them? Uh, they've the only been the only two in Millie Vanilli, yes. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Rachel, I was wonder so I, I kinda wanna move forward because they were huge stars. Um 
why <laughs> Rachel's making another confused face. They're huge stars. Um, well, then how did I miss them? You miss everything. Vaughn, could you uh, maybe <laughs> elaborate a little bit on their fame, their popularity, this album, like, you know, what kind of accolations so, and stuff they received? So they rose to fame pretty, pretty quick. I mean, as soon as they came across the pond and released their first, their re-released their album, um, they were a, a, a hit. I mean, I think within the first year, they won like artists of the uh, artists, new artists of the year. They won a Grammy um, all within like the first two years of their album release. So they were they were to the point that there were being parodies about them on SNL. Um, there were parodies about them on In Living Color. Um, I watched that today. <laughs> everyone, everyone kind of mocked them and everyone made fun of them. Um, the reason why I love them, and I thought this was a great one for you to have in the show, is when I was in high school, I had a Millie Vanilli cassette tape. You were so cool. I was, so on, awesome. I was on the basketball team and I was on the football team. And my teammates gave me so much guff for liking Millie Vanilli because <laughs> I mean because they're they're kind of flamboyant they're kind of out there they're I guess they would fall in the category of being softer men okay. and of course high school students high school kids they're just mean all around but I, I, I didn't really care um, but what I thought was really awesome is after my um, after basketball practice I would drive like three or four of my friends home because I had a car and I don't know which one but one of them stole my Millie Vanilli tape <gasps> out of my car. Oh, no. So, out of jealousy right. or out of spite? No, I think it was out of jealousy because whenever I played it, they were like down low, like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, <laughs> I like this. So I think they didn't want to buy it, so they kind of low-key stole it. So I ended up buying two Millie Vanilli <laughs> tapes uh, in my lifetime. So whoever took it, I hope they really enjoyed it. But, yeah. So that's kind of why... I had this love for Millie Vanilli that I think they were so good that someone actually wanted to steal it from me. That's an awesome story. And we're going to find that person for you, Vaughn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Vengeance will be mine. And we will get that um, cassette tape for you. Um, uh, I've, got, I've got Spotify now. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to it anytime. Um, exactly. Speaking of Spotify, Rachel, you listened to this playlist um i'm sure some questions popped up for you about some of the songs i think the first two songs on the list um girl you know it's true and all or nothing i think were those some of the biggest hits from that um their biggest hit would probably be uh blame it on, blame the, it rain. on the rain okay yeah blame it on the rain um i like that one yeah that was a very that was a very good one um it had some fun lyrics where I think one of the things that I really like about Robin Fab. So, qu quick question though: mm -hmm. Did they write their own mu music, or was there someone else behind the curtain? Uh, no, they didn't write the songs. Uh, most oh. of their songs were written by a, a producer or their team. Um, so they didn't really. They had creative. They wanted more creative to write more of their music, but their team kind of, kind of held their hand and did most of it. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of shocked by that. They. They seem like, at least, I don't know, from the one cover that I looked at, because I, I really do try over the week not to research, not to ask people about it, because I really want to share my very just truthful what I've learned this past week. And they seem like guys that just have a lot of things to say, and what they said, I like their lyrics, especially on the song Blame It on the Rain. I thought they were very fun, entertaining kind of guys. So I would say, I don't know which bands you know or you don't know, but try to shift your mindset to more of a um, boy band fabricated group, right? Like uh, kind of like your Spice Girls. We did um, like a Justin Timberlake in sync kind of episode. Yeah. Way back. Yeah. So kind of where they were, they were... They didn't write all their music, but they had a lot of a huge team helping them. Mm, gotcha. Right. Creating a really polished product. Um, yeah. And this album, uh, at, at least platinum. Um, I wow. don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But um, and also Grammy award winning. So mm. popular 
you know, internationally and recognized and high sales and well-received. Yeah, they were all over MTV, all over VH1. They were, they were, they were big. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, um, were there songs used in TV shows and movies? Um, no, there were no songs that were specifically for TV shows and movies, but, you know, kind of as I mentioned, um, and this was right around the time MTV was huge, where MTV was actually still only playing music videos. Mm-hmm. Like, so now MTV plays everything under the sun from reality shows. But when they came out, MTV was mainly videos. You started getting some of like the MTV news kind of stuff. So they had a lot of music videos out. So that was probably the most you would see them on television or the screen or the big screen. Before gotcha. we before we go on, Rachel, I would like um, to hear some of your questions about some of the songs on the album, and some yes. of, and some of your feedback about some of the songs in particular that you enjoyed or didn't enjoy. Cool. And and I will do my best to answer those. <laughs> so when I was listening to the playlist that you made, which thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, the instrument in All or Nothing is yes. that a xylophone? That is not a xylophone. I believe that's actually a synthesizer. It's a keyboard. Huh. I, I did hear that throughout other songs as well. Yeah, most of it was synthesized back then. Uh, that type of synthesization, if that's a word, um, was, <laughs> sure, utilized, was utilized a lot in the 90s music because it was, it was just the sound at that moment. Right. At that did they play that? They did not. Huh. Okay, so they had a band and everything. Oh, band slash production company. You know, the music producers. Gotcha. So in one of their songs, they they say some names, which now I've learned that it's not them. George Michael (laughs) and Marvin Gaye. Did you think George Michael and Marvin Gaye were Millie Vanilli? Well, I didn't know. I well, there's two Where, of them. So George Michael. Right is it George Michael? No, that's George Lucas. That's Star Wars, right? That is correct. George is Lucas Star is Star Wars. George and Michael. All right, George Michael, Rachel, I know you will know this because George yeah. Michael sang Last Christmas. And he's in the band. He's in Wham. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. But she oh, knows. <laughs> but she knows Last Christmas. Last okay. Christmas. Right. That's George Michael. I gave Michael. you my heart. But the very next day, you gave, gave it away. away. All right, so that's that. That's a sad guy. So, so he's a musical artist uh, on his own. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's Marvin Gaye then? Okay, uh, Marvin Marvin Gaye. Hmm. Who's Marvin Gaye? Another so giant wait, wait, wait. How do you name. His last name? Gay. Oh, so it's not like Gabe. I gave you a dollar. No, it's 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 gay, like the sexual orientation. But with oh, an gotcha. e, so more like the woman's Correct. name. Yes. Oh, okay. So Mar- so Marvin Gaye is um he was really huge in Motown in the seventies and he's also a singer. He okay. sang the song so, Let's Get It On, which you've probably seen in a movie. Yes. Okay. So he sings he sings that song. So I'm not sure why they refer to those two people because they're not even in the same genre of music. Um, but what I would assume is that they're just giving props to those two artists because they appreciate their style of music. That would be my... That or they're bragging that they know who they are and I don't know who they are. I don't know if if that's a a brag. (laughs) I kind of took it... If I knew all these artists, I'd be like, hey, I know who Millie Vanilli is. I'm cool. (laughs) I I kind of took it to mean like, no matter whether you're listening to Marvin Gaye or George Michael, like, I'm going to be with you, girl. Like, that was like the attitude I was getting. It's like, it doesn't matter what's playing in the background. That was that was my interpretation of those lyrics, but Allie's so risque. I, I was just reading the lyrics. She is very <laughs> in tuned. <laughs> this is a family friendly podcast. Well, so why did I listen to the song uh, All or Nothing twice? Um, well, they, they sounded the same. Oh, uh, they sounded similar. So one was released. Um, their original release was in the UK. And then when they came to the U.S., they re-released it again. Oh, so U.K. versus U.S. Yeah, so they're they're basically saying, hey, we released this and it was big there. Let's do it again in the U.S., but let's give it more of an up 
upbeat kind of cool kind of you know more club remix kind of release if you listen to that u.s version rachel it's definitely got like a what kind of like there's like a little like guy kind of making an enthusiastic sound every how many ever beats that makes it like to me it 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 sounds clubbier yeah it's more it's more clubby so you could so you could dance to it i really wish i would have listened to this playlist again before (laughs) before the interview but yeah you're okay i i took those questions and i was like i'm gonna listen to these back to back and figure out what's happening well, I, I did listen to them back to back and I couldn't figure it out. So, but now that I can understand that they're international and that their, their aim was for America, mm-hmm. were they as popular in other countries as America? I want to say yes, because they were international. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they were famous in Asia, but I do know in Germany and UK they were. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, what were some of your favorite songs from the playlist, Rachel? Um, I really like Can't You Feel My Love. Um, I like the song because it sounds a lot like there's teamwork where Millie Vanilli is just going back and forth. Rob and Fab are just going back and forth and they're just harmonizing. They're really wanting to get their message across and they're just there's teamwork in it. I thought that was really cool and there was talent when it came back to volley being back and forth i felt like i was at a very good game of wimbledon and it's back and forth of tennis <laughs> so funny okay any other uh, faves another one is it's it's your thing so your i know thing. one of the well, i don't know some slogan or whatever things uh, a saying it's you do you i feel mm-hmm. like this is an old-fashioned version of saying you do you it's it's your thing it's your thing that song's a cover oh right it's a cover of uh of the isley brothers it's our thing from 1969 which is why i know that because i'm much more into the like 60s 70s time period and so i heard Mm -hmm. that and i was like oh what an interesting cover of this but a lot of times you know if you hear the cover first it kind of like warps you it was is a famous song regardless very cool and i that's for another show yeah right (laughs) only a thousand more episodes to go (laughs) i also like take it as it comes um i like how they delivered this um lyrics of this song how they sang it um i feel like so i have a friend who can sing to every single type type of music she knows who she is and she tends to sing and dance and closes her eyes as she sings and dances she's she's feeling it she's feeling it like she is in the groove she's she's got it and this is one of those songs that all i can think is ah my friend would like this song this is totally her if i was making her a mixtape this would be on it (laughs) and then vaughn would steal it that's right. <laughs> I'd go into your I'd go into your nineteen seventy eight Toyota Toyota Celica and steal it. <laughs> I guess that tape. So we had to use pencils to rewind and fix. <laughs> um yeah. awesome. And uh is there any songs, Rachel, that you just were like, nah, I don't care. I don't like this one. Oh baby, don't forget my number. Why? Like no, 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 no. It was just, there's got some echoing going on. And I was like, it's not the Wimbledon tennis echoing back and forth teamwork. It's, there's just like that sound and I didn't like it. And heck, you know what? Now we don't memorize anyone's phone numbers. We got them all on speed dial on a favorite <laughs> with our iPhones. Come on. Yeah, but you got to remember back then everything was, I mean, phone booths. I mean, that was even before, like, really before, like, pages were just starting to become a thing in two-way. So, you know, baby, don't, like, baby, don't forget my number. I mean, That's if you didn't have a piece of paper, if you didn't have a piece of paper and you were trying to, you know, get a girl's phone number, don't forget it. You know, please don't forget my number because that's it. It's done. The woman of your dreams could disappear. It's 2020. We've got iPhones. Yeah. And we have a paper list. <laughs> okay. I don't think that you can judge this album by 2020 standards. 
I don't think that that's fair. That's not fair to 1988. That's 30 plus years ago. Oh my goodness. We can't rewind time because if we could, then Rachel wouldn't have missed all the music. Mm. And so so what, baby don't forget my number was actually probably one of their bigger hits too it was very clubby very poppy and i particularly remember the music video for that song so if you have an opportunity to see that one um it's interesting because they're both trying to talk to the same girl and telling her to not forget their number which is <gasps> kind of kind of weird and kind of harassing in today's climate but <laughs> for for 88 i guess it was what it was <laughs> it, what it was so well, that's kind of interesting that i didn't like the most popular song that they had so i would say it was the most popular it was probably one of the popular ones well gotcha. so the thing is is that this album was popular in its entirety girl you know it's true was six times platinum so you know millions upon millions of records sold a number one album so with huh. an album that popular, a lot of these songs are going to make it into the, you yeah, know, top charts. Yeah, Just and into because. the cultural kind of knowledge. Um, so that's actually a good a good time to segue back into history. Mm. That was a little, a little, what is that called when you? Detour. Detour. Yep. When you drive around a thing and then come back to your original route, that's called a, a detour. detour. It's <laughs> it is called a detour. All right. So, um, Rachel, I know you have more questions, and I know that Vaughn has more history to share with you. I will share as much as I possibly can. Okay. So, one of the things that I noticed with the Spotify playlist that you created mm-hmm. is that each of the album covers were the same. Yeah. yeah. Did they, But you're saying that this song went platinum. This song went blah, 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 blah. Did they? But I'm only seeing one album cover. Um, that is that is true. Because did they only do one album? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, it's time really? for you to hear the Millie Vanilli story. What, yeah. what? Wait, wait, wait! Why did they only do one, and but they went so big? That's what Vaughn's going to explain to you now. So yeah. that's so that's kind of the Millie Vanilli story. So Millie Vanilli, as I mentioned before, they were they were models. Uh huh. Um. And there was a music producer, uh, what was his name? Francis, no, what was, what was his name? Frank Frannon? Frannon, that's it. Yeah. So Frank Frannon was a, mu- a music producer, and he was looking to develop a, a band with a kind of like, you know, make a boy band. And he found these two guys, Rob and Fab, who were gorgeous. Um, they, had, they had the look. Um, he brought them into the music studio to make a band, to make a group out of them um early on so they started writing music um they started singing music but the producer felt that their their sound wasn't as polished as it could be so in doing so you know they produced it and oversynthesized their voices and kind of helped their vocals along um in doing so getting some backup singers to help support them so you hear a lot of you hear backup singers um inevitably what happened is the backup singer sounded better than Rob and Fab did. So, really? so they decided to make the recordings with the backup singers and Rob and Fab would front the face. <gasps> so wait a second. They lip synced? Yes. Yes. <gasps> That's not, okay. So I know nothing about music, but I do know that's not, a good thing yeah so whoa how'd they get away with it so what happened is the producer said all right so robin fab really wanted to sing they really wanted careers as singers and so they went on board with this like sure well so the thought was we'll get these songs out we'll get them produced we'll get you guys rolling and then eventually we'll go back into studio and we'll re-record them with your voice and we'll give you an opportunity to give more of your voice to it by the time they started rolling, they became so popular, so fast, there was no way of turning back. So they ended up going on with the lie for almost two years of pretending to sing the songs that they weren't really singing. So wait a second. 
this past week, I have been listening to not Millie Vanilli, but Bill- Millie Vanilli. You have been listening to Millie Vanilli, but you were not listening to Robin Fab. Wait a second. I feel <laughs> violated. I feel, I don't oh. know what my emotions are. I don't so, understand. So Rachel, wait a second. Wait so a second. Rachel, the way Who you are, are these feeling, people? So Rachel, the way you are feeling right now is how the entire world felt that bought millions and millions of their records. And they went platinum, but it wasn't really them. Not only that, they received a Grammy, and in the end, they ended up having to give it back. So let me get this straight. This is like the Friends episode of when Phoebe is smel- singing the song Smelly Cat, and it's not really her singing it. Yes! That was, that's yes! Where, that's where the concept of that episode probably came from. Oh my goodness, so Millie Vanilli is Smelly Cat. Or Smelly Cat is Millie Vanilli, but yes. Because Millie Vanilli came first, but yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is why, Rachel... I don't know how to process this. That's why I was so... When I realized you'd never even heard their name before, that's why I was so um, uh, neurotic Drunk. about making sure that nobody talked to you about Millie Vanilli. No, no, no. Like, no I texted your husband, I and I was like, don't man. ruin this. Don't ruin this. Like, I I needed so, to protect the secret for one more week that everyone else has known for 30 years. So, the so only Rachel, thing so my is... husband ever said, like, I told him at the beginning of the week, hey, I'm doing Millie Vanilli. He's like, huh, this will be a fun episode for you. <laughs> That's all he said. I know who you're talking about, and this is going to be a fun episode. And I'm like, okay. Well, I'm listening to this music, and I feel like I'm going back to the 80s or 90s and something that my older brother would listen to. Yeah. So, so okay, and I'm like, let's see. I'm like, what? Okay. So, here, so, here's, so here's the thing. So they were so popular, they went on every single talk show, every single TV show you could think of, every late night, every daytime show, every SNL, and they were on literally everything, everywhere. They were so oversaturated. They were everywhere. So back then on TV, it was it was acceptable to lip sync some of your songs just for production because, you know, singing live on TV doesn't really transfer as well as the pre-recorded as the albums. So they would just lip sync all their concerts and lip sync all their appearances on TV. Well, one time, <laughs> and I was, uh, MT- they were on MTV and they were performing um, for like a live audience, I think it was like a TRL with Carson Daly. I don't remember who it was, or, or was it downtown Julie Brown? One of one of their um, anchors, and they were singing one of their songs. Uh, I think it was "Girl, You Know It's True," if I'm not mistaken. And the hard drive started to skip, and it kept repeating, "Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl," you, and it kept repeating and skipping and skipping. So they freaked out on live tv and ran off stage yeah because they were uncool and lip-syncing and they didn't know what to do so but here's but here's the thing when you lip-sync on tv even if you're a performer most artists don't really care because they originally sang in the studio so they're like yeah i'm singing to myself it's not a big deal but for them it was a huge deal because they knew they weren't singing to themselves so for any other artists if that would have happened they would have been like well whatever's whatever it's still my voice. I don't care. I was lip syncing to me. That's okay. But they knew they were lip syncing to not them. And speculation started to arise that they were lip syncing by some of their interviews because their songs are very articulate and very clear with their words. But when you interview them, they had very, very thick accents and their pronunciation of words weren't in line with what they were singing. So speculation started to arise prior to the MTV debacle. But once that happened, it solidified their doom. Yeah. Oh, their voices in the interviews didn't match their voices into the music. Yeah. Ouch. So where did they go? Like, did they just fade off into the distance and shame? Oh, this is the sad part of the story. Yeah. So so they. No, no. Let me brace myself. So they received, of course, a lot of backlash. Um, The sad part about it is that they received the. Robin Fab received the brunt of it, even though they were the puppets in this whole orchestra. Yeah, and so the producer guy should be more. The producer should be the one, but he wasn't the face of the group. So Millie Vanilli got backlash. So 
once it came out, you know, Rob and Fab broke from that group and they're like, well, you know, we can sing, we can perform. We always wanted to sing. We always wanted to write, but we weren't allowed to, um, but we can. So their fans said, all right, guys, you said you could sing. You said you guys can do it. So go ahead and do your do thing, write music, go ahead and do it. So they did um, to a huge disaster. No one, no one liked it. Um, I would, I would recommend after you're, after we're done to go look up Robin Fab and listen to their album. Um, and you can hear that it's, you know, it's totally different. Um, it's not what it's not. Is it called Robbie and Fabby? Um, <laughs> I think if you just look up, I think if you look up Robin Fab, you might find it. Robin um, Fab, I'm writing that down. <laughs> so, so they actually went their big debut of, as Robin Fab was on Arsenio Hall where they did this, they sang their song, they actually came out on stage, I think they were naked, if I'm not mistaken, um, and it was a very lackluster performance, a very, the lyrics weren't great, the vocals were horrible, um, and they did this on national TV, and they just got, they just got eaten up, like, they were like, that's horrible, it's like, and that was the end of Robin Fab, the end of Millie Vanilli. Um, were they one hit of, by tomatoes? No, one of them. One of them went on to try to produce and write music on his own, um, and unfortunately, um, one of them. Uh, which one was it? Was it Rob or Fab? Um, OD'd on ah. uh, and passed. Just dealing with the stress, um, he mm. went into a life of crime. He started robbing houses and. <gasps> And then started taking drugs and just kind of. I Wrong think he's the choices, bad choice. Yeah, it just. His mama wasn't happy. The I guess the stress of the rejection and the embarrassment and the ridicule that was like his release, mm. and uh, yeah. That's sad. That I feel like the public, but also the producers, should be responsible for some of that. Yeah. Um, so, that's sad. Von... So that's why there's only. So it's only one album. Yeah. So how how long did that turn? Like, so they were a very big hit one year. The minute they got into the U.S., that one year was like their year, and then less than a year later. So about um, ninety. So about ninety-two, they were done. Oh. So they so came on. The, they came on the scene in eighty-eight. Rose, Rose. Those two years came across in the nineties, and then by ninety-two, they were they were done. Wow. I was That's hoping, disappointing. I was hoping, Vaughn, you could talk about uh, the real Millie Vanilli and the guys who were their voices and what they did. Um, so I don't really know a lot about them. But the, but the real Millie Vanilli, they they were also, they felt that they were duped as well, too. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're like, here are these two guys, Rob and Fad, they're getting all these millions of dollars. For songs that we sang, nobody knows we sang them. Our faces weren't ever shown. We should be. Were they making... ugly? Um, they weren't ugly, but they weren't models. Um, uh... So, so they were also on the raw end of this deal because they, you know, think about it. If if it's your talent that's winning all these Grammys, you're thinking, well, I'm a great artist. I mean, I I won a Grammy. I'm yeah. I'm the bee's knees. People want to hear me. And then to be saying, well, actually, no, you can't say anything. You're just a footnote in this on this album. These guys are the ones that are getting the credit. So when it all came out, they decided to do their own. Um, I haven't really heard any of their other not Millie Vanilli stuff. Um, mm. I didn't seek it out, but now I think I'm going to check out just to see what it might sound like. Um, I bet it's pretty good. <laughs> I've heard it's pretty good, too. But you know what? It's no Millie Vanilli. <laughs> So, Rachel, you know, at least for me growing up, I didn't hear a lot of this music either. I think you and I were kind of in that age where it's like too young to be listening to what's popular, right? And the music isn't old enough that like our parents are listening to it. I mean, you weren't listening to anything. But like for yeah. me, it was that late 80s, early 90s. I had a gap for a while. Um, so, But we had older siblings that kind of helped us probably our oldest yeah but my brother got me into like you know Sinatra and the Beatles he wasn't like here's Melly Vanilli but by the time by the time I had heard of them they were a joke 
So like I missed uh, I missed the window, but everybody grew up hearing of them because they were so famous. It was just like the music kind of passed me by too. So Vaughn, I appreciate you sharing this album with me. I had a great time listening to it with my three-year-old and us dancing together and um, getting to know this album that meant so much to you. You're my friend. And so I appre- I had a really good time. <laughs> yeah. I, I really had a li- really good time too. Uh, I am curious to know why Rachel is in a vacuum. Like why she not heard <laughs> so much music. Right. Well, for a lot of it is, I don't like music. I, when I go in my car, I turn the music off. My husband listens to the music and I know when he's driving my car because I turn on my car and the music starts and I'm like, no, you forgot to turn it off before I left, you know, before you left. But also I just, even still, like when I was a kid, I did, I had a boom box in my room, but I really didn't use it i think it was there for decoration decor so now that you've done this podcast and you've been exposed to all new types of music and artists has that changed at all or are you still like anti-music uh i still am anti-music i still don't listen to music in a vehicle um we're getting a new vehicle this month and i am wondering should i get the Sirius XM FM, no, whatever that thing is called. <laughs> Should I pay for subscription to something that I'm not gonna use? No, you but already have Spotify. You already oh, yeah, have Spotify. So can I get Spotify in my car? Just plug Wait, your you phone your into your car. Yeah, yeah. Car. Oh. Bluetooth. Okay. Or yeah. On the, on the Ethernet. Yeah. So. It's so a willful all... it's a willful choice is what she's saying, Vaughn, that she has purposefully turned it off her entire life and for some reason keeps doing this podcast with me, but it has changed nothing. So she's like that friend that says, I don't have a TV and I don't watch it. Yeah. Except but... she has a TV. She just doesn't turn it on ever. No, and then when TVs are on, she turns around and says, no, no, no I'm not going to no. expose myself to this. Or sometimes says, what's a TV? what's a tv but i have started listening to music around the pool and when i go on my golf cart rides with my family so are there are there so have you have you i'm sorry this has turned into me interviewing you but have you (laughs) that was okay have you found that there are there are songs now that you associate with happy times with your family since you do those certain things that are family orientated with music yeah, so there's a, a song of, oh, what's that lady? She has blonde hair. Dolly Parton? Yes, that lady. And uh, Will Rogers, no? Kenny Rogers? Yes, that guy. <laughs> and there's a stream. And Islands in the stream. Yes, my okay. husband and I sang that song back and forth to each other. But yeah. I would say well, I, lo- I, I, would, I love that. I would say that every artist that. you have some kind of connection point. We just are we're trying to build like a network. I am trying to build a network of musical experiences to connect the dots and create those emotional and intellectual, you know, neurons. Yeah. And that song isn't she lovely? I like that one for Lucy. Yeah. I like Stevie that song Wonder. for my daughter. I think that's a really cute one. We did Stevie, Stevie Wonder season Stevie Wonder. one. Yeah. Okay. That was cute. I like that song. We could do Stevie a whole Wonder. another Stevie Wonder episode because he has so much or so much music. Like we could do yes. a whole other one. Stevie Wonder is is awesome. He is awesome. Yeah. So well, well Rachel, um, we have been on quite a journey here with Millie yes, Vanilli. I feel just as confused as I started the episode this week. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, what am I listening to? What am I listening to? And now being just, oh my goodness, it wasn't even them. Now what am I listening to? Okay, so before... You have not solved many of my problems. <laughs> Bef- before you give it the rating, what I really want you to consider is the music itself. Because that's really what we're talking about. The story around Millie Vanilli is very interesting and it's twisty and turny. Um, And I know that you often, you know, you like to connect with who the artist is as a person. In this case, you know, whether you want to connect with 
Robin Fab's struggles, if you want to connect with the artists who the recording artists themselves, or if you just want to connect with the music, kind of take all that into account. And on a scale of one to 10, uh, 10 being all, one being nothing, um, where would you... Oh, did you do a thing? Oh, I always do a thing. Oh, <laughs> he has a thing. I have a thing. <laughs> so um, I want to know, I want to know your rating of Millie Vanilli. Five. I love how you were just like, I don't know, so I'm going to pick the number. Middle. So you're saying like, you feel totally neutral about them. You don't have a positive or negative. Well, maybe 5.2. So a slightly positive neutral. And I think only because of Vaughn, because it's cool. (laughs) And I really hope we can get that cassette tape back. I would have nothing to play it on, but yes, let's get it back. I think that's our first five. Um, well, you know what? I would call that a win. Did you learn a lot? Yes. Did you I have fun? Lip syncing and feeling other people's music, and you learned some pop culture stuff too. Yeah. Yes. That's a and big. That's a big earmark in history, musical history at least. For sure. And you heard some fun songs. Um, well, Vaughn, can I just say thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your love for this um, this artist with me and Rachel? Of course. Well, you know, Millie Vanilli is a group that is near and dear to my heart. My heart goes out to those guys. I felt for them when they fell. I loved them when they rose. So I'm happy that I was able to share that with you, Rachel. Thank you so much, Vaughn. I really appreciate it. If you, our audience, want to follow along with Rachel's journey, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, and of course, check out the Millie Vanilli playlist and all the playlists by following us on Spotify by searching for a Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye.